I believe I am unmuted, Dr. Sharon. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Uh, I feel like I was admitted to the call, but now I'm not hearing anything. Okay, there we go. That would be helpful. There we go. <laughs> Let me start that again. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, welcome to Light Warrior Radio. My name is Dr. Karen Ken. I'm the author of Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And uh, here at uh, um, Light Warrior Radio, our goal is to help you create the life of your dreams and so you can fulfill your mission. Um, And whether you're interested in peace, prosperity, or just healthier relationships or relationship with self or God or or, uh, spirit um, or other people, you're in the right place. And uh, if you're a sensitive soul and you have not yet picked up a copy of my Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, The Three Ways of Navigating Your Way to More Peace, Positivity, and Personal Power, you can get that free at SensitiveSoulGuide.com. And today I have special guest, Yanni Roberts, who is, uh, you know, just has an amazing story about when she was 24 years old at the peak of her entertainment career. Something major happened to her. I'll let her uh, tell you that story. And, but our topic for today is about embracing our contrast. Basically, how do we navigate the world where there are things that continue or seemingly continue happen that we do not want and we do not like and is consistent? conceivably the opposite of some of the things we say we want or wish for. And some people just give up wishing altogether uh, or even being a co-creator of their life because they're like, well, what's the point? You know, just things happen to me that I don't like. So, but how can we turn this around and so you can have that better life and that, that better um, experience uh, of your life? So, um, uh Yanni, is it Yanni or Johnny? Sorry, I did not it's, ask you ahead of time. That's okay, that's okay. It's Janny. Janny, okay. That's why I wasn't so many people close. call me Red because it's, you know, Yanni, Janny, it depends what country you're in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have gone with my first thought. Yes, I said Janny Roberts uh, on my 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 um, YouTube video on Saturday, and then today I'm pronouncing it differently. Oh, well. <laughs> so Janie's the owner oh, of Alignment it. Essentials, the Living in Alignment podcast, and the 365-day course for Living in Alignment. And she's an expert at teaching people how to embrace their contrast. She has spent the last 40 years developing the tools to help people live more in alignment, and in other words, experiencing more of what they want and less of what they don't want. Yay! <laughs> um you know, after all, you got to know hot, right? So, so that you can know what what cold is. Um, and she's got whoa, lots and lots of credentials here. Um, um, she's a graduate of the American Academy of Nutrition. Is presented at the IDEA, SCW, Romini, IRHSA, Pro, AAAI, Lifetime Empowerment Events, Fitness Fusion Club Industry, Filex, Fibo, Nike, Adidas. Um, before creating Alignment Essentials. Uh, Jenny was the owner of Red Warrior Nation, and before that, she had a successful career as a performer with her husband and Adagio partner. Ooh, I love Adagio. Um, and they performed internationally in over 20 countries for over 15 years before retiring in Florida. Um, she previously owned a large fitness center as well as a private studio in Florida. She holds certifications ACE, AFAA, NASM, and is currently training at the Shamanic Institute of Healing. She travels extensively as a speaker and presenter, sharing her alignment, essential wellness tools, and helping people find more joy in their lives. Welcome, Danny. Yay. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to be here, Dr. Karen. Thank you so much for having me. And, of course, you know Adagio. You're an ice skater. So, of course, yes. you love that. That's really cool. I didn't think about I that. Love, that is do. so cool. And, and you know what's funny? Because um, one of my former skating coaches he used to live up here in Lake Placid, New York, and train up here and actually went to nationals with his sister, Um and Jeff would break, and he actually uh, works in Florida now. And uh, I said to him, you know, because he did Adagio for, oh, my gosh, so many years on ice with, I think, 34 different partners. <laughs> wow. Over the wow. years on the cruise ships. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know too much about uh, on ice Adagio, but uh, if he were living here, oh, boy, we would definitely um, get some lessons from him because I just, I love Adagio, and it's just, yeah, so so beautiful and um so thank you for for being part of this. I think we really need your expertise here <laughs> as a society. <laughs> um because there's a lot of contrast going on. So maybe you can we can talk a little bit about how you got into this work cuz obviously you've got lots of different things that you've done in your life, but why this? So maybe give us 
the background yeah, story you know, on that. It's, it's a great question. You know, I can remember listening to some of your podcasts and, um, you know, your story of how you ironically always wanted to be a teacher and, you know, we bought and we leave and look, here you are as a teacher. So it's a bit of the same story for me. You know, we all have our dreams, right? We all have things that we want to try and uh, to accomplish, but the, the common thread through all of our experiences, I believe, is just trying to find that joy. We believe in the having of whatever it is that we want, whatever desire we have, whether it's, you know, to buy a home or have a relationship or, you know, become an athlete or whatever it is, we believe in the having of that, we will find more joy. And th- that's yeah. why we want it, right? So it- it's almost like it doesn't matter what we want if we understand that why we want it, you know, because uh, sometimes I think we work very hard to accomplish something and then we get there and we're like, that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and, and we're just kind of like, oh, Okay. Um, or we go to college and we're like, this is what I want to do. And we finish and we're like, this is definitely not what I want to do. You know, and so we can get caught up in what could appear as not working, you know, if you will. And that's certainly what happened to me. Uh, I experienced many things as a young person. I'm still a young person. But, um, you know, as a very young person that were difficult. And I think we all have our stories. And, you know, at Alignment Essentials, we kind of joke because we're like, you know, if you took all your crap and you threw it in the middle of the room with all of us here, you might be surprised that you'd take all your crap back because a lot of people have a lot of stuff going on. And at least you know your stuff, right? Yeah. So it's, um, it, it's an interesting journey for each and every one of us. And certainly you're right. Right now is a time of great contrast. But I found myself always having this powerful desire to – want to be an entertainer and to serve in that way. I loved the idea of people coming to a show, whether I was singing or dancing or acting or whatever, and being able to kind of park their stuff, if you will, at the door and escape into this fantasy land of uh, their imagination through performance, you know, whatever I would offer. And I was really drawn to that as as a young child. And it was very spiritually connected. You know, I felt this empowerment really through source and um, was very connected to my grandmother, and um, she, she, she encouraged me to, on that journey, you know. And, uh, and then, you know, it just wasn't going the way I thought it should or as fast or as easy, and I didn't have help, and I didn't know what I was doing, and I was working really hard to try to figure it out. Um, and it, it was just I was starting to lose the, the drive or the desire and I was getting frustrated and I was feeling defeated and just all those things that we all experience in our life journey. And then I hit that big bump in the road. If you only have many bumps like we all do, but the big bump was the one that you referred to where I was in this car accident that really left me disabled. And uh, my, I've had uh, 16 plastic surgeries to my face. It kind of never, never ends if you will, but um, you know, and as a performer, that's a little bit of an issue. <laughs> yeah, so, just a little. Oh, geez, you know, I can't even legs, imagine I, having that many yeah. surgeries. If my legs don't work, it's kind of hard to dance kind of thing. But um, what I discovered through that was a real awakening, and it just shifted my perspective. And I think that's really what contrast can be about if we can get our head around it that there are many ways to look at things and that we've been taught almost subconsciously, if you will, in our lives to look at things a certain way. And so that's how we look at them. And we really have choices. We can really change our perspective. And when we do that, it can really change our experience. Big time. Right. How, honestly, how long did it take you to get to that place? where you really started, you know, embracing this life circumstance? Because here you are as an entertainer, peak of your career, you're 24, everything's going seemingly well from the outside world, right? And then you get ejected mm-hmm. from this car and end up with all these surgeries. Like, honestly, how long did it take for you to, like, do that reframe or that reperception? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, part of me wants to say I'm not done. <laughs> right, right. I don't think we ever we ever get it done. But I will say in real time, if you will, that when I I had a um, 
a literal come to Jesus kind of moment uh, because I did flatline in that accident. And so I had a very spirit, and I was wow. always very, very spiritually connected. And so I had a very powerful experience during that. And as a result, I just found myself when I, when I um, really through the whole thing, honestly, in, in this instant place of gratitude. And, you know, that might sound a little crazy, but, but for the listeners, you know, you can be going through your day and, and, you know, maybe you're in a really, you know, you wake up, you're in a good place, you're like, it's going to be a great day. And then you step off the sidewalk across the street and you sprain your ankle, you know? Um, and you're like, crap. Why does this always happen to me? And you can just go right down the rabbit hole, right? Or Right, go negative, negative, you, negative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's easy to do, right? Like um, maybe you, you're on your feet for a living, so now what? But uh, Or you may, the, the other thing that can happen, however, is that it takes you into this instant place of gratitude for how well your body served you prior to stepping off that curb. Ah, so yeah. if we've been in a place of gratitude with our mind and our body, if we've been really doing some work around that, and we've been trying to have more inspirational conversations with ourselves and less inspirational conversations with ourselves uh, about our, our body and how well it serves us, it, we really, I was instantly thrown into a place of gratitude for still being here, uh, even though I was kind of in pieces, and for how amazing the human body is. And then for how miraculous the mind is, because, you know, as a physician and as a healer, um, really kind of from the eastern and western end of the world, it's a choice. Uh Uh And the mind is powerful. I mean, even as an athlete, right, you know, if your head's not in the game, it's going to be a harder game. Right. If you've already made up your mind, it's not going to happen. Right. If you've then, already decided your opponent is superior, you know, like, right. I, like I can't do this, I can't uh, do that, I'm too old, da-da-da. Oh, my God. I mean, we can just, there goes that not-so-inspirational conversation, right? All the reasons why we should do it. So, you know what, AE, we, we really look at things from a place of love or a place of fear. And we really do believe that love is the only thing that's real. And a lot of people go, well, that's just silly because there's all kinds of contrast going on out here, lady. And there's a lot of not nice stuff happening, you know, if you've seen the news. So, you know, I'm not in denial about that. I, 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 it's not like I, I don't look out and, and see what's going on around me. I'm actually quite sensitive to that. And you, that's your specialty, right, working with people who are quite sensitive because it can really shut us down. Yeah. And leave us feeling, you know, pretty numb and pretty out of control, if you will, until we, overwhelmed. you know, yeah, overwhelmed. Like, where do I even begin? And I just, again, I had to really dial it back because it would have been very easy for me to go down a rabbit hole and never get out, right? I could have stayed on the pain meds. I could have listened to the lawyers who, you know, wanted me to go into court and tell everybody my life was over and, I thought, well, you know, I only have like half my face right now. I think that should kind of speak for itself. I don't want to use the words my life is over because then my right. life is over. Yes, yes. You have the wherewithal to understand that, you know, it, you didn't want to say those things in court, even and if it meant getting more money. Yes. And I think when we're younger, we really get that. It, 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 my niece taught me, you know, because she was like Gandhi at the age of four, you know, you know, Aunt Jenny, it's, it's either yucky or it's yummy. Ah. And I just, do, I just do the yummy stuff. That's what I do. Wow. I love that. The age of four, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was like, can I just lay down on your couch and, you know, can we get this done? And um, yeah. it's that simple. We just really complicate it. We want to do what feels good. Right? I mean, that's. Innately, we're, we're, we're reaching for things because we believe in the having of it, we will feel better. Yeah. And so how are we going to do that if everything seems yucky? And if we're mostly paying attention to what's not working? And if we haven't really taken the time in a very long time to really figure out what we want? 
Well, Jenny, I was going to say there's there's that um, some of us who have you know read about, learned about secret law of attraction, all that kind of stuff, and anytime something so-called bad or the contrast happens, our habit sometimes is to make ourselves bad for feeling bad. So can you speak a little bit about the emotional component and, you know, is there a timing to this whole reperception thing or reframing thing? Uh, If we don't get into gratitude immediately, are we just inept? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, huge, right? Um, And there's nothing more annoying than somebody looking at you when you're going through something really difficult and they're like, just be more positive. You just want to punch them in the throat, you know? You just want to, yes. I mean, it's like shut up. It'll all you know, work out. Already. I love. I used to love hate people that said it'll all work out. I'm like, yeah, dang right, it's gonna work out because I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like you know, it, it can be very annoying, right? So yeah. we need processes, right? This is why you offer all the amazing tools that you offer, and certainly why I've been led to offer the tools that we do because along this journey, I figured out. I don't want to say the hard way, right? Because I, it really wasn't the hard way, but I had to figure it out. There was no math. You know, it's, I, it was funny because when I was listening to your episode around education, I was so, it's so simple, but I was so intrigued because I thought, you know, my dad taught me how to change the oil in my car. My dad taught me how to balance my checkbook. Golden rule. He wasn't religious. Right. But it was like, just be nice to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And... <laughs> It, we, we have to, what, what we are taught is what we have, have learned and is usually what we teach, right? So now I've got to sign up for the school of unlearning a little bit here, right? I've got to make a choice to make a practice, and this is pretty much what I've accumulated over the years and now teach. I'm going to create a practice for myself that is going to, one, Help me to identify how I feel because I don't even know in every moment of every day if I could actually explain that. And then I'm going to really start paying attention to my patterns of behavior, right, because this is where my beliefs lie. So if I was told my whole life that I come from a history, uh, my entire family, my heritage is of poverty, I'm, I, I'm likely to have... A, a poverty way of thinking in my life to some degree. And many yes. people break free of that. They figure it out and they, they break that pattern. And it absolutely can be done. There's no question about it. But we need tools, right? We're not going to figure it out watching Netflix. So we have to have some steps, some tools that are going to help us to, little by little, change the way we think about we are, what we believe. We're going to have to build some new belief systems. And it doesn't take that long. It's kind of quite amazing how, how it's like, it's like when, you, when you start feeding your body well it, it, and, and your body goes, oh, great, now I have the tools that I need to heal. It does the job. Mm, right, but right. But if it doesn't have the tools, it's like, well, I can't build a cell from Xanax. I'm really sorry, but I can't. There's some other things I need, like protein, vitamins, minerals, you know? It's the same way for the mind. I can't build a new belief if all I'm doing is thinking about my old beliefs. So how do we stop the madness? <laughs> yeah, because, you, you know, know, I think sometimes it's like um, uh, an addiction. Oh, like we get something totally. out of it, out of those old beliefs. We get a little charge we, because I used to have very, very poor self-esteem, and which I said something recently uh, to my parents. I was, you know, copying and pasting some sort of uh, meme that I made, and I wanted them to look at the meme, but I copied the whole blurb, and, and they were so shocked to learn that I had low self-esteem growing up. <laughs> right? Like, you always had you know, great A's, and everyone loved you, and you always got, you know, this prize and that prize. How could you have low self-esteem, you know? And I was like, well, that's why I did it, that <laughs> low self-esteem. You know, so we think that there's, there's uh, you know, we're not, we're not okay, we're not good enough, so maybe I need this stress to prove that I'm worthy, if that makes sense. I, I just think that's the perfect story because this is what, the, this is what we all have our story, right? So the question is, what story are you telling? Mm. And nobody's really asked you your story, but you had one. 
And that story was created from beliefs that you picked up somewhere along the way. Uh-huh. I mean, somewhere along the way, you picked that stuff up. And I do remember on one of your calls you saying, I was kind of a loner. I thought, a loner? You're so friendly. You know, same kind of thing, right? How, what would I know? This is what I mean when I say, if you throw all your stuff in the middle of the room, you might just take it back. <laughs> because everybody, you know, I grew up in the entertainment world, and I can tell you right now, that is the world of the most insecure people on the planet. Wow, that's so interesting that you said that. <laughs> because oh, competition still so fierce. Yeah. And the window of time is so small in certain sports, right? Like maybe I could sing longer than I could dance. Maybe I could act longer than I could sing or dance. But, eh, you know, it's still a small window. So, and that's a belief. Uh, right? So that's a belief I carried. Does that make it true? Not necessarily. Belief. So for me, it was true. I got to hurry up. Got it. You know, I believe I got to make it. <laughs> I got to, like you said, I got to make it happen. Because yeah. nobody else is going to make it happen for me. And so... I'm going to force it. I'm going to make it. I'll just work harder than anybody else. I can do that. I can control that. Yep. I'm also going to get really tired by doing that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I guess uh, apparently in 2019, uh, the WHO decided that burnout syndrome was a real diagnosis now. So. (laughs) Yeah, you and I are going, no kidding. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, you, if you, if you, I never, you know, I, uh, I thought about medical school for about a minute, and uh, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people that takes everything home with me. So that would not have been a good, good plan. I work with physicians, you know, to help, to help other people, but I, I can't be that. That's not my role, if you will. Right, right. And so, you know, finding what are our core beliefs about ourselves, and this doesn't need to be depressing. It doesn't need to be a big sad story. Just the opposite. It's a discovery process. It's like before we come in, we have this puzzle or this list, if you will. And right before we come in, we tear it off in a million pieces, and when we land here, we throw it all up in the air, and then we spend the rest of our life putting the piece, all the pieces back together. That's a good analogy. Who we are, right, why we're here, what the heck, what's, what's the point? But the point, as you and I know, is expansion. Uh-huh. Right? To each time expand a little bit more. And then collectively we all expand a little bit more. And there are so many things working so incredibly well in our world. That's why we need a good news channel. I'm going to manifest that. And, you know, because there are so many good things working. And you talk about them all the time on your show. So it's it's not that – it's just what do we we choose to shine the light on? Well, when we're in pain – it's hard not to be like, oh, no, I'm not in pain. No, I'm in pain. Whether it's physical, <laughs> emotional, whatever, it's real. Uh-huh. I mean, that's the bottom line. The question is, what are you going to do with it? Right. Because that's a choice. And yeah, I'm that choice piece it. is so important, you know, that you're talking about. Because people don't even think that that exists, but it really does. The choice part. Right. And, and. We can understand why we've been there, why people could feel like, well, I don't have a choice. I was born into poverty. You know, um, I listen to stories all the time, you know, because I love the human experience. And, you know, I was uh, listening to a story about a young man who was incarcerated at a very early age, as a, uh, almost an adult, but a teenager, you know, 18, 19 years old, for killing a kid who was 13 um, while trying to get money to survive. You know, that, that kind of a thing. And his mother did what she had to do. She was a prostitute. She, she did what she had to do, but there was always food on their table. Uh-huh. She did the best that she could to take care of him. But she taught him what she knew. It's all she knew. Yeah. And then what he did with his life, the choices he made. So people are dealing with some really hard stuff. And, and people might say about my story, oh, my gosh, you're like the left side of your face was like off. Yep, it was off. And so how did you get through that? Like, how did you work through that? I don't really remember that much about it. I just did it. Because I tried, I really focused as a younger person, again, it's a bit easier when you're younger, in my opinion, to some degree, because you heal faster. 
you feel like you have more of your life in front of you than behind you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I think that helped me to some degree, right? I Did don't you know. go through that phase, like like they call that the dark, dark night of the soul at all, Be, where, where you go, my life is over, my entertainment career is over? Like, did you entertain those thoughts even for a little bit? Later. Later? Interesting, okay. later, but not huh. in the moment. In the moment, I really felt gratitude for being alive because I really wasn't supposed to be here, if you will, from right. the clinical perspective. Right, um, right. And I was, and I and I had that spiritual experience, so I thought, oh, I got some cool stuff to do. I have no idea what that cool stuff is, but let's, let's play in a new playground here. And let's start honoring our, our body in a little bit of a different way. Maybe let's, you know, yeah, you're an athlete, but that doesn't mean you need to beat the crap out of yourself. What's that all about? Uh-huh. Right, that doesn't right. mean that you need to constantly be comparing yourself with the person standing next to you. Oh, that doesn't mean you need to. That's another addiction, right? <laughs> another addiction. I mean, we are addicted to our suffering because yeah, our to some stories. Extent, the human, yep. Yeah, right. I mean, our stories run deep. So, so no one is trying to say your story isn't real that it didn't happen. All we're saying is, how do you feel when you tell your story, and do you want to keep? T- and based on how it makes you feel, do you really want to keep telling that story? Because you can choose to do that. No one's going to judge it. I have no judgment. I don't walk in anybody else's shoes. Right. You ever, like, had something happen to you and you tell the story a lot, and then at one point you, you're actually in the middle of telling the story and you're having a conversation with yourself and, like, I'm so sick of this story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes it it helps other people connect because they know you've been through it already. But I think now it's like the emotion is washed all out of it. It's just sort of factual. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, when I had chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, was on medications, blah, 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 and I'm so yeah. depressed and, you know, almost killed myself. And, you know, but it's it's more, you know, it, it's there so people can connect to that and go, oh, wait, I was there too, or I am there right now. What? You got through that, right? So it's there, but it's not like I necessarily want to harper, like harp on that to say, oh, poor right. me, and, yeah, that kind of stuff. Right. And, the and when you're probably helping did. someone else, it's almost like, oh, now I can, this is, the, this is the magic, right? Now I can take that experience that I went through that was so difficult in real time, and now I've actually, I'm looking at it as a gift because I'm able to use that experience to help other people move through their experience. Yeah. That feels very different than because I went through what I went through or because, to your listeners, because you've gone through what you've gone through, you are very well-versed. You are an expert in contrast because you have experienced anger, poverty, abuse, neglect, whatever it is, you have experienced it. You know what it is. You know how it feels. You know how it affects you. You have, you, you have that gift that now you can choose to use to help other people. And if you're like, well, I, I'm just trying to help myself. Then they're done that. I'm trying to help myself every day. I mean, this isn't something that, in my experience, you know, maybe maybe yours is different, but in my experience, this isn't something that we ever get done. This is just our experience, right? So we're a work in progress always. Right. Like I sometimes think, you know, if people are actually done, that you know, they're done their soul mission, then they don't have to be embodied anymore, you know? Not that people should be scared of dying or anything like that, but it's like, yeah, it's a it's a process. We go deeper and deeper and deeper, and hopefully people are feeling, as they get to that place, feeling like curiosity and like wonder, like, oh, wow, look at that. You know? <laughs> oh, exactly. I didn't realize that was there. Um, exactly. Deeper levels. And then when, yeah, you, when I, you heal, mm-hmm. right, and you're on the other side of it, wow, I forgot how amazing it is to be able to just get up and physically move around without being in pain. Or 
it's a, it's a little bit of Byron Katie. It's like if you believe that the abuse, whatever it is that you've been through in your life, is your now experience, just ask yourself one of those four questions. Who would you be without that thought? If you didn't have to think, because those thoughts, man, they beat us up. If yeah. 24 hours a day, I'm like, I can't believe that person did that to me. I'm never going to move past this kind of thing. And that, that anger or frustration or inability to forgive yourself or anyone else, if that's, if that's where you live, that's hell. Yeah. You have to leave the planet to get to hell. We all know that. So who would you be without that thought? That's fun to think about. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm, you know, I was one of those that did not like to feel negative emotions, so I just stuffed it down. And it wasn't until I went to an acupuncturist who did some energy work, and she said, "Oh my God, your liver is so full; it's black." And I was like, "What? Mm. I'm a nice person, you know?" <laughs> yes. Said, oh, you have so much pent up rage in here, and I was like, "Oh shit." Man, <laughs> then, then you get angry. I thought I was right, doing a good job hiding yeah, stuff, then you're right? Yeah, then you're just pissed, right? Because you're like, I know all this stuff. What do you mean my liver's congested, right? That, I would feel like that when yeah. I would be doing all of this holistic work, you know, with my naturopath, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm juicing, and I'm doing because I really want to assist my body in the healing. But guess what? If your head's not in the game, it affects us on a cellular level. Yeah. So negative thinking serves us, from the pers- in my opinion, from the perspective that when it stops, we feel such an, it, it, it's like endorphins, right? Ah. It, it's the biggest high because when it stops, it's like if someone is punching you in the face, it's really great when it stops to yeah. the time we're punching ourselves in the face. We're hitting ourselves over the head, you know, uh, if you will, with our thoughts all day long. And when we stop that, we, some people refer to that as meditation or prayer, right? When we stop that momentum of the self-abuse, it's like, look, you were abused. You don't need to keep abusing yourself. You were abused. So how about just learning to love yourself? Oh, well, that's ridiculous. That just sounds silly and corny and woo-woo and, well, it's an option. Which is yucky, which is yummy continue to beat myself over the head with thoughts that don't serve me or create some new beliefs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's not to say that, you know, we can control our thoughts necessarily. You know, they come in, right. think, you know, it's like the thought thinks itself. <laughs> um, yep. But if we, we, if we hang on to it, then, you know, then it becomes that story that may not serve us as opposed to going, wow, that's an interesting thought. Hmm. Really right, you can wake up that? with a congested liver. Yeah, you wake up with that congested liver, right? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, so that's the long way around. The long answer to your question is, you know, how how do you move through it? One thought at a time. Uh, There's no, you can't jump from despair to joy. The gap's too big. And and in my experience, the magic lies between. The magic's in the gap. Some people refer to it as the journey portion of the life, right? And this right. is where we say, okay, when I get married and I have when I have a child, then I'm going to be happy. Oh, I'm not going to be happy until I have a baby. Yep. And then they have yep. the baby and they're like, what the hell was I thinking? This is the hardest thing I've ever done. Rewind. <sighs> oh, yeah, I used to be the, I'll be better when. I was the I'll be better when girl. I'll be happy yep. when. My ex husband was really good at that too. So between the two of us, we were experts at that. Uh, it'll be better when this happens. It'll be better when that happens. And when that happens, it's like, well, actually, it's not any better. It's worse because now we thought of something else that we need before we could be happy. And it's not right. about the outside world. Yeah, it's like that right. perceptual shift within ourselves that's so important. Yeah, and it's disappointing when you work really hard to achieve something and then the buzz isn't there, right? That's what some people say, when is, when, is, when is enough money enough money? Well, never, because that's not where the joy comes from. Uh-huh. And we keep chasing it. 
Yeah, we just keep chasing. We just keep chasing. Why? Because we believe in the having of it will be happier. And then, if we're lucky, we get knocked off our feet by some enormous amount of contrast, like an ugly divorce or an illness or something, and we rethink it or a pandemic. <laughs> Welcome to the contrast year. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. Right? <laughs> it's a contrast party. Yeah. And so yeah, we're now, a, shared, a shared contrast party. Wow. There you go. <laughs> there you go. A universal contrast party. And now I have all this time, just me and my thoughts. Uh-huh. It doesn't have, matter how much money I have. I can't go out. We took for granted, my right? Fix. Traveling. I can't get, can't get my fix. Yep. And then we go, why am I living with this person? I don't even like them. <laughs> I haven't had to be in a house with them this long in my whole life. I didn't even... <laughs> like, it just... You have a minute to breathe. It's like a pause button that gets yep. hit. And I think that's kind of what happened to me when I went flying up out of the car windshield was pause. And so what are we going to do with the pause? Uh-huh. It's a great opportunity to say, what, what am I doing? Is it working for me? No judgment. There's no, there's no, we don't need to beat ourselves up like I'm doing everything wrong and I thought by now my life would be so much better. And compared to what? Compared to the people on social media? <laughs> Only love is, yeah, right? Where nothing is real? I mean, I come from the entertainment industry and I can tell you, none of it's real. Oh, my God. None of it. Yes, we can go the into all sorts of rabbit holes. None hole. of it's real. <laughs> Yeah, none of it's real. So we create our own reality. Now, that can be, like, really scary or really exciting. If we have some tools to guide us, you know, along to understand how to do that. It's really not that complicated. But if we've, again, been taught that our experience is out of our control. You know, it was so funny. I was doing one of my course calls the other day, and I have to share this. It's so simple, but I, it, just hit, it just hit it on the money. And one of the participants in the course said, you know, she had gone through recently this really ugly divorce, and she was at a, a, a doctor's appointment of some kind, or some kind of appointment, and she had to check a box that, that labeled her single married, divorced, widowed, and she was just, She's like, I'm not divorced. I'm single. If you're going to label me, I'm taking the label. Interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. But, wow, it starts so early in life, the label. Yep. Right? When we're little kids, you go in that group over there. You sit in over there. You go in that group over there. You sit over there. You smart people, you go over there. You not smart people, you go over there. You athletic fit people, you go over there. You chubby kids, you go over there. I mean, it starts so early. I don't even know if it's if it's more more coming from the outside or from the inside. You know what I mean? Because we have thoughts around it that begin to form our beliefs then around ourselves. And I, you know, and I feel that some of us um, are here to really help, uh, but we have to choose it to to heal those things that we have asked to help heal for our ancestry, or for our country, or for our culture, or for all of humanity. So important. So you literally come out of the womb with these preformed energies or morphic fields um, that are just there. And uh, so then when we bring conscious choice to that and conscious healing, then we can set up these, you know, positive morphic fields of healing uh, or reinforce the ones that are already there so other people can have an easier time with with their similar thoughts. I mean, 
this is this work that you are doing is so important, and you needed to figure out what you didn't want to do in order to get here. Yeah. So yep. what you, you know, going to middle, whatever it was, like your folks wanted you to do this because this is what you do. Okay, so you did it, and then you were like, yeah, no. But it really served you because you there are there are many facets of that that you're able to use and through that journey you were in like your awareness was remembered right of who you really are why you're really here and you were able to tap into all that and do the work that you're doing i mean that's cool yeah it's funny because i think that there's a and and you know you talk about the entertainment industry being uh, i'll put the word phony as just a label for the moment um and not real or inauthentic or whatever but i think that even in the healing world there's some of that going on and we don't I think as a as a collective don't actually realize that um there's a certain degree of pretend as well that we have tolerated for probably decades because that's what we expect um but uh we we kind of put people and I I I had a habit of doing that uh, I would put every single new mentor on a pedestal right and eventually they would knock mm-hmm. themselves off of it <laughs> on on some way yep. shape or form and then I go oh sh- they're human <laughs> what yeah um yeah and so I, I i remember the first time i said to a patient uh something about because uh, she had a urinary tract infection and i just kind of quipped i knew her very well so i said i kind of said uh, so who are you pissed at and she goes how did you know <laughs> and she goes and then i say well when i get pissed off and she pauses she goes what you get pissed off really i never ever thought that you would ever get angry and I thought, uh-oh, oh my God, not a good thing, yeah. <laughs> right? If that's the perception that I'm giving out, I'm like, hmm, interesting. So I Very. decided I was going to be more authentic and just really, you know, share. Uh, yeah, sometimes I get pissed off, and sometimes I purposely go into pissed offness for five minutes straight because I just choose to do that for that moment, knowing full well what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, yeah, I think. I, I think, think you are in a human experience. Here. Yes, yes, the human experience. I, I think that the the perfection out there. Uh, I think people are getting kind of not tired of it, but just not necessarily trusting it anymore. Whether it be perfection right. or imperfection of Hollywood, or, or or you know, famous spiritual healers or whatever. And um, sometimes the fall when it happens is huge, and then we feel betrayed because there's someone that right. we you know, loved and admired, and then we find out, oh, wow, they're a sex slave trafficker. Okay, how did I get yeah. that wrong? You know, then then it, it, it's so, so hard. But when we can, you know, really embrace, like you said, embrace our contrast and really stay over here in our world <laughs> and moment to moment make those choices, it, it, it can so empower everyone else around us, even without us trying. So, so huge. And, you know, when you... When I think about the entertainment industry, it's not that the people aren't doing the best that they can do with what they have and know. It's what is consciously created out of it, collectively. And if we parallel that with what we are all collectively creating as a human race, hmm, I truly believe people are doing the best they can with what they have and what yeah, they know. What they know, what they've learned. Yes. They you only know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. Right. And the work that we do, I think a big piece of that work is reminding people, you know, no one brings the energy that you bring to this planet. No one, you are completely unique. And this, if you look at the, the entire universe as a puzzle, you're a piece of it. Yep. Without you, it is not complete. Right. So there is no insignificant life. There is no insignificant experience. Just because in the moment, it doesn't feel like it's supposed to feel because you've, we've all been taught that, well, if your life doesn't look like this and it's crap, that's not real unless yep. we believe it is. Right? And Great so. Point. What we've got to do is we've got to start trusting ourselves and stop look at looking outside of ourselves 
for the answers. doesn't mean we can't learn from other people. Of course we can. It doesn't mean we can't help each other. Of course we, we must help each other. But we then have to go inward and quiet our minds and find the answer. Is this a mentor for me? Is this a partner for me? And also understand that if we come to the conclusion that the answer is yes, part of that answer is also yes for now. Uh-huh. Not necessarily yes forever. Uh-huh. Yeah, good point. Right? Yeah. Yep, and I was very rigid before my thinking, and sometimes it, it rears its uh, so-called ugly head, and I go, oh, there it is. <laughs> my rigidity oh boy I don't have that as often yay so yeah there you go uh, though you're laughing about it so you're like okay we're not saying to the audience here oh yeah like (laughs) like your patient thought you get angry you know we I okay let me think uh how long ago was I angry um on the (laughs) drug with my husband so you know and then I just chose I was like I reacted and then I went oh I'm doing that thing I used to do yeah yep Exactly. Am I going to be angry all day now and then forget what I was angry about? Or am I just going to go, okay, I was angry for a few minutes there and I'm done with that now. And we're good. Yeah, that is, it's so powerful. Maybe you can share with us, um, you know, uh, a little bit about your alignment essentials. Uh, By the way, folks that are listening in, we're going to go to the phones in just a moment. The number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up if you have a question for Johnny. Uh, so you can go to www.alignmentessentials, all one word, .com uh, to check out more information and some of uh, Johnny's work. So maybe you can share with us, um, you know, tell us about uh, some of your programs. Sure, absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you so much for uh, the opportunity to share. Uh, if anyone listening would like to, uh, you know, experience, we'd, we'd love to give you a gift. Uh, we're in the middle of relaunching our site, it is up, so you can certainly go to the site as you uh, described it. Uh, but if you just email us, us at info at alignment essentials, exactly how it sounds, info at alignmentessentials.com, and just mention the Warrior Light Radio show, we will, which I, you know, all our programming is called Warrior. It's just so much perfection here. So um, our, our Living in Alignment course um, is work that we do. We have five courses, and uh, each course is 90 days, and sometimes people do them, you know, one after the other. Sometimes, you know, people can come in as they go in the middle based on where their experience is and what they're looking for, but we've really grounded this in our foundational teachings, and, and that is, you know, what, so what is living in alignment? It just is simply experiencing more of what you want less of what you don't. Well, how do I do that? That sounds great. And uh, because that's what I was experiencing. I was like, I want to live more. I know I'm going to hit bumps, but I want to live more in joy and, and less not instead of the other way around, which is what I was experiencing. So the tools that are within that course are what give you the step-by-step process in order to begin to change the belief system so that you can create a new reality for yourself. And we ground this in, in some foundational questions. One is, what if nothing nothing was more important than that you feel good. Mm. And that might feel like a really selfish thought, and and if it does, then I celebrate you because it is a selfish thought. And it's okay to be selfish because if you notice, lots of people are selfish. It doesn't mean they're mean. It doesn't mean they don't serve. It just means that they've made themselves a priority. It's like put your mask on first, right? Put your mask on first, right? So you can breathe, so you can help others, right? So it's, it's very much about giving yourself permission and, under, and, and finding your own worthiness because there can be some stuff buried there that, you know, we can get in our own way, right? We need to learn how to get out of our way and allow what we want to come to us because we say, I keep asking, I keep doing the work, I keep, I'm working so hard, I'm trying so hard, but we have to understand what we're thinking about. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're in a relationship, you're like, I love you so much, pick it out. And we have to decide what we want, Right? We can't pull someone towards us and smack their face at the same time. You know, we have to find our peace and get in alignment with ourselves. So what if nothing was more important than that you feel good, not your partner, not your boss, not your kids, not your parents, not you, if. 
and we begin there. And then we move into, you know, in the first course. And then as we work to that practice and we come up with a daily routine that helps us to begin to identify how we feel and notice our patterns of how we're feeling. I spend most of my time in frustration because I don't really like my job, but it has great benefits. Uh-huh. That's fair enough. That we can work with that. We can work with that. That's, it's okay. We can help you make that shift. But I don't know. I wouldn't be good at Don't let the fear come in. That's an illusion. But I have to, okay, okay, okay. Nobody's asking you to let go of anything right now. See, we're very connected to our suffering. So we have to have those steps to learn how to embrace the contrast, to look at what's not working, and just relax about it and observe it so then we can make choices and shift our thinking toward what would work, what would be, how could we start to close that gap between where we are and where we want to be. And then we move into the next course of, I can't get it wrong, Nothing you've done in your life is wrong. You haven't made any mistake. Good grief. If a, if a child came to you and said, I did this wrong, I'm terrible for you, you'd say, no, honey, no, you're not. You just, you just, now you know, don't do that again. That's, that's yucky. Don't do yucky. Do yummy. Well, I was really mean to that person and I shouldn't have done that. I feel really bad. Okay. You can say you're sorry. You're not going to do that again. It's okay. We're just so hard on ourselves, you know. So, we, but that divorce, it was so awful. I wasted 10 years of my life. No, you didn't. You're really clear about what you don't want in a relationship. Go you. Yeah, I like that. That's great. Right? Go you. You know now. That's not a waste. That's a gift. That's clarity. Right? And then the, other, the next course, you're never going to get it done. You're never going to get it done because it's exactly what you mentioned, Dr. Finn. You said... You know, I did this, and then I, I got that, and then I wanted that over there. And then I saw something sparkly over there, so I went and got that, and that was completed. But, you know, I'm still not really satisfied. So, oh, I want to go over there. I'm going to get that. That's the human experience. We're always going to want more. That doesn't make us bad people. The, 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 the truth for in, from the alignment essentials perspective is, that's great. Always wanting more just means expansion. But are you enjoying now? Uh-huh. You can still want more and be enjoyed at the same time. Yeah, that that is like such a gem right there. <laughs> right? Uh, because I used to think, you know, I went one way and then I went the other. Oh, it's not good to want things. You know, I misinterpreted right. the Buddhist whatever, like desire is the eat of all evil or whatever. It, that's not what they said. And that's not what they meant. But that's how I took it because I tend to right. be extremist in that way. Um, yeah. So, so, so just to clarify, when they email you, what are they emailing you for? So we're going to be giving everyone uh, the course. We're going to give them uh, – we have a, uh, like different versions of the course that they can experience if they'd like. And so our next course launches at the end of June. So we'll be giving uh, everyone an offering of one of the courses, um, the course one, so that they can experience that and try it. And, and try wow. it out for 90 days and see how that works. It's an evergreen course. Uh, it's all laid out. And just start with some baby steps. Like, just try. Just try. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, the other thing so that's... That we're actually going to offer, because the timing is huh? good, is we actually do live retreats in August of every year. And so we're also going to be offering people a discount for the live retreat. We do have a few cabins left for that. And so that's a, a five-day, four-night experience where we all come together, um, which is quite magical in, in the magical mountains of Pennsylvania. So we have people come from all over Canada and all over. And it, it's a really, really fun experience that we bring. We come together as a tribe and um, yeah, it's a special special time for us each year. So uh, the timing is good. We're close to that, so we'll have an offer there. And the only reason I don't have a code set up is because we're literally transitioning our website in, in a matter of days, not weeks. So it'll be easier if everyone just emails in, mentions your show, and we'll respond and make sure that they uh, receive their gift. Oh, great. So I'll just say that again for folks, info 
at alignmentessentials.com. So alignment essentials is all one word. So info at alignmentessentials.com to get that um, free gift from uh, Johnny, the 90-day course, and then a discount for the live retreat. Um, and I think we do have some folks with their hand up. Let me just see here. Um, yes, yes. So I'm going to say your whoever's uh, on the phone here, uh, you can hit one if you would like to um, speak. And uh, the first person is area code 760, who's had their hand up for quite a while. So let me just unmute you, and then you can say your first name and then share your comment or question. Hi there. Who's this? 760 area code. Hello. We can hear you. <laughs> Maybe they didn't mean to put their hand up. Nope, I'm not hearing anybody. Okay, so we will meet you back Hello. up. Hello. Oh, wait, are they there? Hello? Oh, yes. Who's Hello? There? Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, you can hear me? Yes. Did you have a question? Okay. You had your hand up. Hello? Oh, yes. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes. Okay. Let me turn the um, volume off my computer. Okay. Cool. Perfect. Hello? Hello. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, because there's a delay. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Gosh. Do you have a question? Yes, I do. Okay. So um, my name's Christine, and I actually had a really, really full life ups and downs and wonderful things and the whole gamut. And I'm a relationship expert. I actually ghostwrite people's love letters for them. And, oh. um, and, wow. and I do all this, yeah, I do all this stuff. I've, I've, I've been an energy worker in the past. Uh, I used to be a family therapist. I ran a film location agency. I've traveled the far reaches of the planet. And mm-hmm. even though I'm a relationship expert, I'm not in a relationship. And when, uh, um, when you said earlier that, I mean, I feel like our relationships are our biggest teachers, and they mm-hmm. are a gift because we evolve through those rocks in the road, if you will. But I'm just wondering, it's been a while since I've met somebody that I really connect with that way. And I do, maybe it's because I have too much discernment. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's no. going on. I, I want to be in that relationship, and I'm the relationship expert. So, hello. <laughs> yeah, isn't it funny? It's like being a massage therapist. You never have time to get a massage. It's like, wait a second, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, luckily, we have you to can, make time you, you for a pretty good relationship with yourself, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I'll tell you one thing, Christine, I think is, first of all, I just want to thank you for your work because uh, you obviously, the energy in your voice, and you're very passionate, obviously, around all of that. Things that I'm getting in regard to this, and I'd love to hear what Dr. Karen has to say as well, but one is that uh, it's time to serve yourself. And so, you know, I would start creating, if it were me is all I can say to you, and what I'm receiving now is I would start creating that space. You know, if, if you were to meet someone tomorrow, would he or she be able to fit comfortably and easily into your life? Or would it be so busy that you would have a hard time finding time or making time? You know, is there, is there closet space in your bedroom? Is there, um, do you have a big enough bed? Uh, do you have a two-car garage? Um, you know, I, I just, I, I would, for me, I, I create, I give thanks in advance. I'm sure you teach all of this, and sometimes it's so easy to teach others. And we're so passionate about it that we don't for ourselves. Uh, I, I am caught in that all the time. And I have to really consciously set boundaries and address my own needs on a regular basis and use my voice. For a long time, I didn't use my voice around that. I was like, oh, no, I'm just here to serve. That's nonsense. I can't. I understand that now, but I didn't understand it then. In order for me to really optimally serve, I need to be able to experience what I'm teaching. And so you know better than anybody that you have the power to attract that partner into your experience. 
So now it's really time to just get specific about what kind of relationship and how you want it to happen and creating opportunities for it to just be allowed. That would be my share. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the making space piece um, is really, really important and something that I was not very good at when I was trying to attract my ideal partner. And in my case, uh, that person had to be a figure skater. So can you imagine how small the pool is of male figure skaters <laughs> that are adults as of like five foot nine to five foot eleven? Yeah, that's specific people. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know what? It's like the universe is like, well, that oh oh and you want them to be your significant other too okay so let's see everybody over here is homosexual wonderful people but that's not what you want and you don't want to move because you said you want to stay there so forget all the men in Europe <laughs> right so the universe is yep. like okay we'll go to inline skating never would have seen it coming no way so I think that anything's possible and I and and I'm, I'm doubtful that you're you know, quote unquote discernment is too discerning. I think it's it's probably a good thing, you know, that you know. But like uh, Johnny said, um, the, making the space, and, and that's one thing that I didn't do uh, when I was frustrated about not having that ideal partner, because I just, in this case, I kept dating different people, and da 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 da, da and I was so busy as I love to be. And uh, finally, when I just gave up dating, I was just like, ah, oh, just forget it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do my single skating, and we'll. Just you know, I just I just gotta stop doing stuff. Just stop doing. You know, and that's when I met James, my partner. So there was an allowing there. Instead of trying to make it happen, you just got out of the way. And there was an allowing. The other thing that came to me while you were I love that while you were talking, Karen was. Um, I also received. You know, it's so cool that you are where you are in seeking this relationship because it makes your work so real. Because you can teach something, it doesn't mean that you've mastered it because we all know as teachers, we're always students. Yeah. There's no level of mastery. I mean, we croak when that happens. You know, (laughs) as long as we're here, we're still learning. And that allows your work to expand. And I think it just makes you so much more relatable as well. Um, and it will add to your story as this perfect relationship unfolds in your experience. I can't wait to hear how you have to stay in touch and let me know all the details when it, when you manifest it. But, uh, you know, asking is such a foundational thing that as teachers we all know. And I found myself, I had a suddenly aha moment after about four years that I had stopped asking for help, you know, from source. Like, I, I, I just had stopped asking. I don't know why. I, I thought I was asking. You know, because we have to ask. You know, no one's going to intervene if we don't ask. Right. And I guess I, I, I don't know how I did that, but I, but I did it. And over a period of about four years, I, I just became more and more disconnected to my abilities, you know. And I was like, what is happening? Where did everybody go? <laughs> and I wasn't asking. So, so maybe it's even as simple as that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love the making space uh, examples that you gave her, Christine, because, uh, I, you know, I I'd, uh, read about that before and t- talked about that as well. I was had a short stint as a law of attraction and love coach. Uh, wrote a book, wrote a course, the whole bit, right? So <laughs> it's somewhere in the back yeah. office. Um, <laughs> but uh, because I had done it, um, but that was my, my biggest Achilles heel was I was impatient and I felt like it should have been here already. I'm working so hard at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and exactly. So I just had to exactly. get out of the way. Yep, yep. And, and it came from something I did not expect at all because I was looking for a figure skater, and that person did not exist go. as a figure skater. So, But, Christine, I, we have faith in you. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So we're yeah. So please do keep in touch and let us know. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be super helpful uh, for you know just your business if you stick with this type you know type of business and and just because you're a relationship expert doesn't mean that you're supposed to have everything perfectly figured out with a bow tie on it. You know, like it's that's not life. And uh, I think people honor and you know that your authenticity, your journey, you know, is so valuable. Does that make sense? 
she might have muted herself because I think she was having a little bit of feedback. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have yes. her un, unmuted, but uh, maybe her phone is muted. Okay. Um, let me just check in. Uh, anybody else have a question for Johnny? The number is 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand's up. We have a few more minutes left. So, again, 818-514-1190. And then I did open up the chat online if you're live with us. You want to um, – somehow I locked myself out so I can't type in here, but <laughs> – uh, but you can definitely, uh, you know, if you join the conversation, you can definitely type in your comments or questions and um, let us know if you have anything else. So I'm just going to review. So the email that you can send to um, uh, Johnny and her people is info at alignmentessentials.com. Just say you were on the Light Warrior radio show and would love to, you know, um, uh, get your gift, and then you can find out more uh, about the whole process, all the different things that uh, Johnny has at uh, alignmentessentials.com. Okay, so let me just uh, see here. Is anybody else? Uh, I don't see another hand up at the moment. Um, but, Johnny, this has been such a pleasure speaking with you and connecting with you today, and thank you for all the work that you do. Oh, same to you. I mean, uh, I've gotten so much so much great information um, from you, and I'll continue to use that as a main source of, uh, you know, expansion for myself and my clients as well. And uh, I, this has just been a blast. I could chat with you forever. So thank you so much for having me. It's a, I do have a real connection, and I'm so grateful for that. And, and just thank you again. It's really my, my privilege to be here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. Lots of love, everyone. Until next time, bye for now.